Need a faith boost? You're in the right place. Faith for Her is your place to come for faith-building encouragement and scriptural truths that you can apply to your everyday life. Whether you are one that opens your Bible and struggles to understand, or one who reads the Word every day and is just unsure how to apply it to your everyday life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie Wynn. I've been teaching Bible studies to large groups of women for over five years, and I am passionate about building women up in their faith through biblical literacy. Teaching God's Word and encouraging women in their faith is my ministry, but I also work for a marketing agency and homeschool my littles. I believe that faith can be applied to all areas of our lives, and I want to help you do just that. Get ready for some hope that can only be found in Jesus. It's time for a faith boost. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Faith for Her podcast. I am so glad that you are joining me this week. If you joined me last week, you know that we are talking about identity. And last week, we talked about the faith to confidently be you. And we talked a lot about what our identity is and what it is not. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, But one highlight that I want to carry into this week is that we talked about finding our identity in God alone, that we cannot find our identity in anything that we do, any talent, any skill, any role, any position that we have because those are earthly things that will pass away and we need to keep our identity rooted in the eternal, which is Jesus Christ. And so I think identity is such an important thing for us to constantly be revisiting in our lives and taking inventory of where am I finding my confidence right now? Am I finding my confidence in myself or am I finding my confidence in being a child of God, who I am in Christ, being loved and chosen and redeemed and restored. And all of those things are not by my doing, but they are done by a God who loves me. And so this week, I have been taking a lot of time to dig into my identity and making sure that it's it's rightfully rooted in this season of life because i know that god is calling me forward into something new right now and i can't step into the new unless my identity is crisp clear in this season it's funny because i've been listening to several podcasts this week and this theme of identity keeps popping up and i always know that that is god speaking to his people when he speaks the same topic through many different people who are not connected. And so my ears are perked up right now to the Holy Spirit to say, what do you want to teach me about identity? And what do you want me to teach about identity? Because ultimately I'm, I, that's my role that God has given me a gift that God has given me is to um, teach his word and to encourage women in their faith. And so I've been praying, Lord, what would you have me teach about identity? And this week, what I'm going to talk about is um, pretty intense, but I think so important, so important to all of us because our identity is going to be under attack throughout our lives. 
And we need to know how do we bear up under those attacks? How do we discern when our identity is being attacked? And how do we um, fight back with truth when our identity is being attacked? And so I want to just share some personal stories because in this last year and a half, I have been attacked like no other time in my life and um, all spiritual attacks, but manifested in, in physical experiences. And so I'll explain that a little bit as we get into this, but um, let me give you a little background in, um, I've been teaching the Bible at, at my church for um, over five years. And then um, COVID hit and my co-leader and I said, well, what, what do we do? You know, our, our ladies who are doing our study, we're in the middle of a Bible study. We don't want to leave them alone out there floundering in this scary time where everything is shut down and everybody has to stay in their homes. And there's so much uncertainty uh, how do we provide some stability in this situation? And so quickly, we moved everybody to a Facebook group and we continued doing a Bible study on Facebook group. Then we learned how to use Enterprise Zoom and we kept doing Bible studies um, through uh, big Zoom gatherings and breaking people off into Zoom rooms so that they could have conversations on the topic. And so we put a lot of effort into making our uh, online experience as much like the in-person experience as we possibly could. But behind all of this was really just our hearts that we want to provide stability in an unstable time for the women that we serve. But it was hard. I mean, it was very hard to try to run a ministry of hundreds of women um, without seeing people face to face. And so it definitely had its struggles. And I think that was the first struggle was isolation and uh, all the technical difficulties we came up against. And we had to just pray against that and Lord, help us figure this stuff out. And um, and he did. We, we got through that. Um, and then when we tried to gather again, it was such a sweet time, like to be able to see women face to face and know that we made it through all of that together was so sweet. Um, so sweet. But what happened was I was pressing in, in that season so hard. Like I had dug my heels into the ground and said, Satan, you are not taking any of this ground. Uh, I am not going to run away. I am not going to be discouraged. I'm going to continue to proclaim the word of God in this season because people need it now more than ever. When I dug my heels in, um, Satan saw that as I was a threat. And the biggest thing that he wanted me to do was shut up. He didn't want me proclaiming God's word. He didn't want me proclaiming hope and faith to women. He didn't want me to keep gathering women and telling them, be in your word every day. Make sure you're connecting with other women, even in this time where we're not allowed to meet face to face. And, and so everything that Satan was trying to do in this divide and conquer God's people season that's, that was Satan's plan. I was bearing up against that and saying, no, like we are not going to give this ground to the enemy. So that opened the door for, for spiritual attack. I, I kind of made myself the target. Um, and prayerfully though, you know, I, 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 
I am not naive in serving in leadership and ministry that when you serve in leadership and ministry, you are going to face attacks and um, you have to be prayed up. You have to have a good community of women around you to hold you up when you feel like you're going to fall apart. But it was really interesting to go through this season during COVID where we didn't have that same connectedness of, you know, come over coffee or let's get together and do a prayer meeting or, you know, those things weren't the same. Um, and so Satan used that kind of separation of people and then started attacking in different ways. And so as I told you, like I knew the enemy wanted me to shut up and you'll see that these ways that I was attacked, which are absurd, um, that was the end goal was to shut me up. And so the first one literally I was at my garden and my garden was, is my peaceful place. It's the one place where I go just to get away from it all, get my fingers in the dirt. And I hear from Jesus every time I'm in the garden, I learn about God and creation and the order of things, how he has ordered things in the garden. So this is my happy, my peaceful place. I was at the garden on a Saturday morning. And my garden backs up to this little, I, I rent a plot of land because I, I have a townhome with a patio. I don't have a yard. And so I rent this little plot of land from this darling little Lutheran church up the road uh, with the sweetest staff. It's not my church. Um, it's just close to my home. And I've made friends with the people there. And so I rent the plot there. Um, and so it's behind the church and it backs up to a trail, like a, a bike trail um, that overlooks the canyon, really beautiful spot. And um, so I was there on a Saturday morning, kind of a quieter, you know, day, nobody's at the church and um, it was early. So not many people out on the trail yet. And I'm digging in the dirt, pulling weeds. I have my ear pods in listening to a podcast and, um, but I hear something over my earbuds and I hear somebody yelling, shut the bleep up. I'm, I'm not going to say the word, but I'm sure you can imagine what it is. And so over and over, I keep hearing, shut up, shut up. And um, so I like take my earbuds out and I'm going, who in the world is, where is that coming from? And I'm looking around and I don't see anybody. There's no one on the trail. And, and so I put my pods back in and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just going crazy today. I'm hearing things, put my pods back in listening to my podcast and then I hear it again. And so I keep hearing, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, and then I look over and on the other side of the trail, there's a, a tree like with some brush around it. And I can see there is a woman in there and she is yelling, shut up, shut up, shut up. And some other curse words. And I'm going, oh, great. Like what in the world? And so I end up calling the police to come out and, um, you know, just make the situation safer and, and check things out. And so the police come out and they, they draw her out from behind the tree and they sit her down to talk to her. And, um, I was there, but kind of backed off letting them have the conversation and, um, out of her mouth is just spewing you church. People are all crazy and just abs absurd. Um, and so eventually, you know, they, they tell her, you know, we don't really want to arrest you. And, and I didn't want her arrested. I just wanted her to go somewhere else and stop yelling obscenities at me. And so they got her to move on and she, um, she left and, and went on her way. 
Um, but what happened was in that time, like I knew I could sense that that was a spiritual attack. Like that was not a surprise uh, to me what was was happening, but it shocked my system. And I was already in a season where I felt like so much of my peace was being drawn in different directions. And I was struggling to find peace. And so there I was in my, in my mind, my one place to find peace. And there was chaos and there was yelling and there was fear in my peaceful place. And I just cried out to God and I said, God, what in the world is going on right now? Like my mind feels like I'm going crazy. And why is this happening? And I know that was the beginning of the shut up season for me, uh, Satan coming at me in that way. Now, looking back, I can see that it was Satan's beginning step of trying to break me down, to shut me up, to not want to preach the word of God, to steal my peace so that I would not be able to focus on serving the church. So I had to then experience another kind of shocking, very out of place thing. But mind you, we're in the midst of COVID, all of the political chaos that was going on at the same time, people are seeing their neighbors a lot more often because that's the only people that you can see. And um, I was in front of my house one day and my son was having a little spat with the neighbor boy. and we had gotten along great with the neighbors. So this was another shocking thing. We'd gotten along great with the neighbors. We'd, you know, shared some meals. We would be out in the front of the house where the kids could play when we were on quarantine. Well, something set her off that day, triggered her. Um, when the boys were spatting, like they were being very mean to each other. And so I, I split it up and I said, Hey, you go to your garage. My kid's going to stay in my garage please don't come back over again today. You guys need a break. Well, the next door neighbor, she just went off cursing, yelling, screaming, shut up. Why don't you move out of the neighborhood? You don't belong here. I mean, the things coming out of her mouth were not things that I've heard from her before. There had never been that level of animosity coming out of her mouth. But I think for her, it was just probably a breaking point. You know, a lot of people broke down during COVID um, emotionally and, and emotions were heightened. And I think a lot of people maybe said or did things that they didn't really mean and they had to kind of go back and fix later. And um, so it was another example, though, of Satan literally shouting at me through another person, shut up, you don't belong here. And now my peace was being stolen in my very home. Because of course, after that, it was quite awkward to like go outside and the neighbors there and my kid was scared of her and it was just a mess. And so now it's like slowly, slowly, I'm questioning like, okay, what's going on? Is there something wrong with me? Maybe I don't belong. Maybe I'm doing something wrong and I'm in prayer with God going, God, what in the world is happening right now? And through all this, of course, I'm still serving. I'm still doing life. I mean, things are still normal, but these things are creeping up and really stealing my peace. And um, so the next thing that happened rocked me to the core, to the core, you guys. Like I never, I had one deal with God. Never make deals with God. 
he'll tell you what to do. You don't tell him what to do, but I did. And and we probably all do this. We all have this thing that we say, God, anything but this. Like you can, you can have anything of my life. You can, I will do anything for you, but please don't ever let this one thing happen. Please protect me and my family from this one thing. And so it's like this deal that I had with God. I was like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth, but please, no matter what, just don't let this ever happen. It will crush me. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because it's something that happened to somebody dear to me and it's their story to tell, not my story to tell. But what I will tell you is that one thing happened to this, this person and my heart was crushed, so crushed. And I had to go to God and, and I heard him so clear. And he said, Katie, will you still follow me even if? This was one of the hardest moments of my life because Satan had attacked in such a big way. But here's what it taught me. God didn't even have to ask me that question because after it happened, never for a second in my mind did I think I can't follow God now. Never for a second in my mind did I think, okay, my faith, I'm done with this. I'm going to walk away. Never for a second. And so for me, truly, it was a test of my faith. Um, it showed me something about my faith, even though it was one of the most difficult things that I've ever walked through in my life. But again, my peace was stolen in this season when I am trying to serve so diligently. And uh, it was just another level of Satan trying to shut me up um, by breaking my heart and making me question if I had the ability to go on. So I mind you, these things that are happening over like a four month period. I mean, they are back to back. And then finally, uh, we got back to ministry on campus together again. And I was so excited and God was moving. Like he was moving in the women as they gathered again. They were so excited to be in his word. They were ministering to each other through prayer. They were saying that they were learning things about scripture that they never knew before and understanding their Bibles in a whole new way. It was an exciting time. And then abruptly we were told, um, I was back with my co-leader on campus again, love her so much. Uh, and we were told along with the other women's ministries at our church that we were going to be taking a break and that we were not going to be coming back at the end of this session and that they didn't know how long that break was going to be. And it came as such a shock to my system. It was like, I didn't expect it. I was so um, in this moment with God and, and in serving and watching him move. And then all I saw was this abrupt, like, okay, it's break time. You're going to take a break and we don't know how long. And it crushed me. It crushed me so much. And it made me feel like my gifts weren't needed. It made me feel like my feelings didn't matter. Um, made me feel like my, my opinions didn't matter. I mean, I was never asked about this break or, or told in advance about the break. And so I felt just a little, um, like, like slighted in the situation. And, um, but I realized that once again, Satan was trying to shut me up and I had to make a decision at that point. It was this breaking point, not like me breaking down, but like this breaking point of me sitting down with God and saying, 
the arrows won't stop flying. And I thought you were my God. I thought you were for me, God. Like what in the world is going on? And mind you, when things happen, like when the arrows start flying at me, and I encourage you to do this too, when the arrows start flying, I always go to prayer, but I always also look to myself and ask God reveal to me, like, am I messing something up right now? Is there something in me that I need to fix that's causing this, um, these, you know, problems, um, or are they clearly just attacks? And, and so through this time period, like God showed me, like, these are clearly like attacks. These are, these are, um, the enemy trying to shut you down. And I, I prayed and I said, well, God, what am I supposed to do? Because right now, like literally I have been shut down. (laughs) Like my ministry has been shut down. And, and what do I do now? And, um, after I did all of my kicking and screaming and pouting and it's not fair and it wasn't right. Um, you know, God's very patient and listening through all of that and, and helping me heal my emotions and, Um, picking me back up and dusting me back off and just telling me again, Katie, I have called you to teach my word and you need to take your next step of obedience. And that is to start your podcast. And that is to finish writing the Bible study that you have started writing. And so he just gave me this glimpse of hope of you know, I don't know what the end picture is going to look like. He's put some big dreams in my heart. And so I know he has some things in store, but what he was really clear about is just take that next step, take the next step of obedience and be secure in your identity of who I told you that you are. You are loved and chosen. You are mine and you are gifted to teach the word of God. You are gifted to teach my word to women. And so he just spoke that back into my spirit again, which brought my peace back, started bringing my peace back. Um, And even just now I'm able to kind of go back over those four crazy situations, really crazy situations. And there's so much detail around each one. I I just kind of gave the the briefing of each, but I want to go back quickly and just tell you what Satan was trying to attack and the truth that I used to speak against that attack in order to get my peace back and make myself whole. Because here's what's going to happen in this season, ladies. You're going to be attacked. Your identity is going to be attacked. Your giftings are going to be attacked. We are in an intense season right now. If you haven't felt it yet. Um, Satan is is working overtime to discourage and distort and divide the church. And our job is to stand firm in who we are in Jesus Christ. Stand firm against the arrows that the enemy is going to fling. And then we need to continue to walk forward in faith into what God has called us too. So here's what I want to tell you about how I've processed my situation. With that woman at the garden, she wanted to tell me to shut up. But Mark 16, 15 tells me to preach the gospel to all creation. Shut up is a lie. The neighbor and the situation and the chaos there of saying, you don't belong here 
Well, Ephesians 2.13 tells me I belong to Christ. It's okay if I don't belong to my neighbor. I belong to Christ. And that needs to be my first priority and understanding because that's my identity. I am made whole in Christ. I'm loved by Christ. I belong to Christ. The situation that sort of rocked me to my core that happened to a family member, I mean, that was Satan trying to convince me that God can't be trusted, but also that I can't even trust myself for believing that God would protect me. So that was like a double whammy. It was one, you ask God for this one thing and he didn't give it to you, even though it seemed completely reasonable. And two, well, dummy, why'd you even think that he would do that for you in the first place? So it was like this, Satan wanted me to question God and question myself at the same time. But Titus 1.9 tells me, hold firm to the trustworthy word. Trustworthy word. The word is God. The word is Jesus. The word that I read, my Bible, is full of trustworthy truth. So this one thing that happened in my life that I, I never wanted to happen that was like my worst case scenario when it happened, I had to speak truth over my life to say that is not my identity. That is not the identity of the person that it happened to. And what is true is in the word of God. And I had to bury my nose in the word of God on a regular basis to remind myself, my God is good. My God is faithful and my God is for me and my God can be trusted. Sometimes the only balm for your soul is going to be going back and reminding yourself of God's faithfulness. If he's been faithful once, he will be faithful again. And he has been faithful all throughout scripture, friends. And so use that balm. The word of God is balm for your soul. And it was balm for mine. With the ministry shut down, what Satan was trying to tell me is your gifts aren't needed. Your feelings aren't valued. And again, you don't belong here. Do you sense a theme? Like there was a constant theme with all of these situations that Satan was trying to get me to believe about myself. He was attacking my identity with over and over again. Shut up. You don't belong here. God can't be trusted. You aren't needed. You don't matter. None of that is from God, friends. So if you are ever in a situation where you're telling yourself those things, remember those are not of God. Those are not truth. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 tells me that I have been gifted to serve the church and that my gifts are needed. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells me that God cares about my feelings. My feelings do matter. So every lie that you come against, friends, you need to be in the word of God looking for truth to speak against the lie because these are the things that are going to build you back up firm in your identity and give you the strength to move forward. I am standing on the truth of God. I hope you will too. I know what God's called me to do. And when the world was shouting, shut up, he said, start a podcast. 
And there's, there's other ways to teach my word. Keep speaking the truth, Katie. Keep ministering my word. Like God gave me hope and he showed me there's, there's a gift that he's called me to, which is to teach the word of God. But there's different manifestations of what that's going to look like in different seasons of life. And so he has never said, Katie, it's going to look just like this for the rest of your life. And it's going to be perfect. And every you know Thursday night, you're going to stand up and you're going to teach the word of God and you're going to pray with women and you're going to feel really good and you're going to go home. No, I mean, that's that it would be nice. <laughs> it would be wrapped up in a pretty little bow, but but that's not really what following Jesus looks like. Following Jesus looks like pick up your cross and follow me, no matter how hard it gets, no matter the attacks that the enemy tries to fling at you, pick up your cross and follow me because it's always the better way. You know, what I've really learned through all of this situation, sort of finally feeling like I'm coming out the other side with some clarity is that God is so faithful. When I was a little girl, he planted in my heart to teach his word. I must have been maybe eight or so, in, and I was sitting in big church, and I, I hated going to kids' church. I always wanted to stay in big church with my parents because we would all worship together, but then the kids would go to kids' church. And I just wanted to stay in big church and hear the pastor preach because that's what God put on my heart. I would watch the pastor, and I would say, one day I'm going to do that. Like That's what I want to do. I want to preach the word of God to people. And God put that in my heart as a very small girl. And it took a really long time for it to come into fruition. I mean, it took, um, um well, over 30 years, uh, about 30 years. Yeah. Aging myself, friends. Um, so it took about 30 years from when he planted that dream in my heart until now. And that reminds me to be patient. Because sometimes God will plant a dream in your heart or he will reveal a plan to you, but he doesn't always give the timeline. And so those dreams are actually planted there to give you hope for a future. They're planted there to um, remind you that God has a good plan for your life. And, And while you're waiting for those things to come into fruition, you need to just abide And when you abide in God, what does that look like? Abiding, because we say that a lot. That looks like reading his word. That looks like spending time with him. That looks like asking him to uh, speak to you, having ears that are open to listen, making quiet space and time to hear from your heavenly father. So when you are abiding in him, in his word, and you're standing firm in your identity alone in him, and you are acting in obedience, this is where you're going to find your growth and your peace and your way to your next step. Friends, I want to ask you now about your identity and your big dreams. Are you rooting yourself in Christ right now? Are you finding your identity in Him alone? Are you asking Him to show you who you are and who you've been created to be? Some of you asked me after the last podcast to share about how to identify the gifts that He has given you. And I do think I'll be talking about that soon. 
But right now, what's most important is that you understand that your identity is in Him alone and not in the gifts that He gives you. That even if you are not working in one of the gifts that He's given you, He still loves you as His precious child. If you are in a season where you have been overwhelmed or if you have stepped back from serving like you used to or maybe been asked to stop serving, um, that, that does not change God's heart to you, towards you. God loves you just the same. He loves you because when he looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Christ because he recalls that he created you for relationship with him. And so the first piece of understanding your identity is spending time with God and being in his word. And then I hope that today you can take some time to really think about what are some areas that I am under spiritual attack? Where is Satan trying to convince me of an untruth? And what truth in the scripture can I start repeating to myself to speak back against the lies that the enemy is spewing at me? Friends, if you need help figuring out what truth to speak over the lies that the enemy is flinging at you, email me, message me. I am so happy to dig into the word with you and help you find those truths for yourself. And then I want you to dream, friends. I want you to dream again. If you have just been weighted and worried and frustrated and bogged down in this last season of life, I hope today you can make a decision to say, I want to let that go. That is not who I am, and that is not the future that God has for me. He has a plan and a purpose for my life, and it is good And I can dream and dream with God, friends, like dream big with him. I always know when I pray and then when I'm in the word, like that's when God gives me my big ideas. And recently, my big ideas, the big dreams in my heart, it's all about gathering women. It's all about building communities that look like the book of Acts. And they're big, impossible dreams that I have no idea how they're going to come to fruition because I don't have the resources to make them happen. But God planted these in my heart to show me how big He is. He will do it. I need only be still in my identity, secure in my purpose, and steadfast in my obedience. And so, friend, if God puts a really big dream in your heart that seems impossible, that's when it's time to start praising Him. Praising Him for what He is going to do and believing Him that He is going to make a way where it feels like there is no way right now. And so let's just close with this, friends. Be secure in your identity. I keep hearing God speak. I will fight for you. You need only to be still. Abide in me. Those attacks from the enemies can't hurt you when you are abiding in me and my truth. They're going to come. The attacks are going to fly. But when you abide with me, I will shelter you under my wings. I will cover you with love. 
I will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's how good our God is. And then friends, be secure in your purpose and be steadfast in your obedience. When we are obedient to God's word, that's when we can be closest to him. So really search your heart for any areas of disobedience as you ask him to start helping you dream again so that you can dream big in partnership with God. Well, I just want to close today. I want to read a few scriptures over to, over, uh, to you. And there's five verses that I put together because they just read so beautifully together about who we are in God. And so the verses are Genesis 1.27, Ephesians 1.4, 1 Corinthians 1.30, and 2 Corinthians 5.17, and then finally Psalm 103. And here they are together. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Friends, I just want to say be blessed this week. I've loved spending this time with you. I am praying for each and every person that listens to this podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you walk away with a faith boost that puts a little spring in your step. I'd love to connect with you on social media. I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Faith For Her, and Instagram, it's Katie Wynn, Faith For Her. I'm on Instagram a little bit more where I share little faith boosters in my squares. I love to write, and so you'll find words of encouragement on the regular over there in addition to pictures of my life so i homeschool my kids you'll see my family i love to be in the kitchen and the garden and i love to be outdoors so i'd love to get to know you a little bit better over on instagram too so i'll put links to my social channels down in the show notes and until the next episode be blessed and be encouraged